I want to start by reading from one of the letters of St. Paul to Timothy before I get into the main topic of the readings today. Given the election that we have just passed through together, I want to read what St. Paul says to the first Christians during the time of the early church. St. Paul says, I urge you that supplications, prayers, and intercessions be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions of authority, regardless of how we feel after this election and various concerns that we might have, this is the Christian response. It is to pray. To pray for our present leaders and to pray for those who are preparing to be our new leaders. And let us not forget that St. Paul is asking these first Christians to pray for leaders, some of whom would put St. Paul, St. Peter, and other Christians to death for their faith. So those were times when there was a great hostility between the Christian community and some of the ruling governing authorities. But St. Paul said, pray for them. Pray. So let's make sure that we also do the same. One of the blessings of the Bible is how it helps us to see and understand the fuller reality that unfolds in our life experience and what plays itself out in the events of history. And if you and I are going to see clearly and understand our life and this moment in history, need to often remember that we are living in the period of time between the first coming of Christ and the final second coming. This is what we call the age of the church. The church that was formed by Jesus Christ and is sent out into the world to proclaim the kingdom of God, the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ, the true Son of Justice, has arisen, and with his healing rays, he wants to renew the world by the power, the redeeming power of his death and resurrection. This is what the church tries to live and proclaim in its pilgrim journey through this life to the Father's house. And as the church does this, there are always going to be moments of tribulation, of trial, because the fallen sinful world that 
we proclaim this message to will sometimes reject this gospel. They will not accept it. And this will result in various forms of violence and persecution. And we have seen this all throughout the history of the church. I was shocked when I found out one day of the fact that the 20th century, the century that we just left behind 16 years ago, was the most violent century on record. Wow. So much for human progress, at least in that area. And to come to find out that that also was a century where there were more Christians who were martyred and died for their faith than any other century that we have ever known. So, we don't know our future. We do not know what trials and tribulations may await us or whether present difficulties may continue or get worse. We don't know this. But what is the way for you and I to respond? How can we together be readied, prepared for the future that lies ahead? Here's where I think Pope Francis and our own Archbishop Hebda have the greatest wisdom and advice. What they are encouraging is for all Christians everywhere to return to the basic message of the gospel, to keep our focus and return our focus to Jesus Christ and to relate everything in our life to him. This is why I am excited about where the Lord is taking us here at St. Peter's, our community. As we leave this year of mercy, even though obviously the year of mercy or the mercy of God is going to continue to the end of time, but as we bring this year of mercy to a close, we are now going to enter the next part of our seven-year vision where we are going to together focus for the next few years on strengthening our relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the best way to respond to these kinds of readings from the Bible. It is the best thing we can do to be ready for whatever lies ahead. Anything you and I can do to strengthen our relationship and connection to Jesus is going to be a good idea. And this is exactly what we are going to do. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and life to the full. Do you and I have the fullness of what Jesus wills for us right now? Have we 
received and are we living in that fullness yet? I remember when I was in Texas once and I saw an oak tree. The trunk of that tree was as wide as a full-size car. It was huge. And as I picked up one of the acorns underneath that tree, when I looked at that acorn, to realize that that huge oak tree that I was seeing, that all of that is potentially found in an acorn seed. And there are some days where I feel like a little sapling, but I want to be one day that big tree. These computers that we use, these amazing pieces of technology, and whether you have an iPod, an iPhone, an iPad, or a Peapod, whatever you have, you know these things are amazing, but most of us, we use only maybe 15, 20% of the capacity of what these things are capable of doing. How many Christians, maybe we feel like that as well, that we are only living by 15, 20% of the baptismal grace that we received when we were younger. I came that they might have life, life to the full. And we want to open our lives to that fullness. And it's because I love each one of you so deeply. I want for you and for myself the best, the most. And I know that you and I can find that in the heart of Jesus. As we make our way through this passing world and many of the things that we see and experience are going to pass away. But there is one who will never change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our way forward in the renewal that you want, that I want, that the world and the church needs. Let me read to you a beautiful passage from the prophet Jeremiah. This is in chapter 29, starting with verse 11. For I, the Lord, know the plans that I have for you. Plans for welfare, not for evil. To give you a future that is filled with hope. This future of hope for us is in the heart of Jesus. And this is where we're going as a parish. And let's all of us pray for this. Pray for God's blessing on us as we follow him through these next several years together. Maybe the most simple prayer can be the best one. Jesus, I trust 
in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.